So, hello and welcome to a bumper episode 7 of Turn 5 podcast. Today we have reviews of three different racing series. We've decided to postpone Formula E to next week's episode. And we'll talk about that in our Monaco preview because there was just so much racing. And once we're finished talking about Formula 1, Formula 3 and Formula Regional European by Alpine, certified by the FIA. We've got track changes. Do they work? Because obviously there was quite a big change to the Spanish layout. Um, so let's go for it. Spanish Grand Prix, one sentence. Richard, go. Um, disappointing, but not boring. Alex? Uh, better than expected, thanks to... Hamilton and Verstappen. Ben? Uh, Lewis at it again. <laughs> Nia? Uh, exciting for Spain, but overall pretty average race. For me, surprisingly not bad. I think um, that's, that's what everyone's sort of taken from yeah. this, is that yeah. it was Spain. We were expecting just a procession, but actually there was something going on at the front for once. Yeah, and while it might not have been uh, multiple on-track overtakes, it was still you know interesting in the fact that there was a strategy to who would actually end up in front at the end of the race. Yeah, yeah so, it was. Mm. It's still pretty um, ridiculous how close you had to, well, how much faster than the car in front you had to be to overtake, yeah. as we saw at the start. But then I think the the whole one versus two stop made it really interesting, especially as obviously the two was clearly the way to go in the end. So it caused that there was that massive midfield scrap at the end, wasn't there? Which was really exciting. And like for the first fight for the final point, yeah. <laughs> for the first time this season, we can say new track record. Max Verstappen beat the previous race be- race best time of a one eighteen four by doing a one eighteen one in the final laps of the race to set a new track record for Spain. So. I know um, the the experts were predicting we wouldn't be seeing um, track records fall until about Abu Dhabi. We've seen it in round four. <laughs> well, um, is that down to the, the layout change, though? Because yeah. technically mm-hmm. it's a, a, a new layout, so that would have its own track record. But yeah. it is an outright fastest of all of the layouts we've had. So like, yes. well, like Albert Park, we're going to have a new track record. But that's because we've yeah. got changes that are set to remove about five seconds a lap off so <laughs> yeah um I don't, I don't think the changes made that much of a difference because well we've seen the qualifying times were still slower than than what we were having last year in spain um so i think it does just go down as a new race record although it didn't say that on the tv graphic i was quite disappointed i was looking forward to new track record that's like just fastest lap um F1, bring back the track record graphic. We like it. <laughs> um, so let's let's do it the way we always do. Let's go back to the start of the weekend. Free practice. Mercedes dominating. Notes. Yeah, Mercedes dominating the Friday, but not the Saturday. Well, I mean, we, we didn't even get like five minutes into the session without Mazepin doing his trademark manoeuvre. So, yeah, I don't even think we got three. Was it three minutes then, about, roughly? Yeah, it was like two minutes. Uh, something lap, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was ridiculous. Two minutes again. So, so repeated Dimmler, yeah, right at the start. He had even by his and, standards, he had a pretty 
hectic weekend to me. It was such a strange place to lose it as well. Mm. Um, turn eight. Yeah, like, that's normally almost flat. Yeah, you expect them to lose at turn nine sometimes, like by going wide and hitting the gravel. Yeah, you get a um, bit of a tank slap on the exit. Yeah, but I, I don't think I've ever seen anyone lose it in turn eight. And Mazepin's just like, haha, bingo burr. Um, we had Nisani and Kubica in for Russell and Kimi in FP1. We did. And Mazepin couldn't even beat Kubica or Nisani. Uh, yeah. But to put it in perspective, Kubica yeah, didn't Kibitza finish the session. Yeah, yeah, and Mazepin was on a set of softs, and Kubica was on a set of hards. So, yeah. mm. uh, and uh, Mazepin got in the way of Charles on the way to turn four. Yeah, <laughs> quoting Mazepin will never change. And this is just Shock. FP1. We yeah, we've even got <laughs> to the, yeah. the new graphic that he, well, the new team radio that he created. Yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> get to that um, when we talk about the race, but. Mm. Um, also in FP1, for those of you who may be a little confused as to why, on the back of Nassani's car, the, the light was green as opposed to red, as, as for all the other drivers, it's because Nassani doesn't have a super license. Um, he's got what's known as a Friday, li- a Friday? Friday license. Um, and so he's allowed to compete in FP1 and I think FP2, um, but not any other sessions in the weekend. Anyone with a red flashing light holds a full super license and can compete in full Grand Prix. So that's that's the reason for that slightly different colour. Um, yeah, qualifying then. Practice was practice. Was practice. Yeah, yeah, practice was just like uh, who's destroying their car. Like we had a bit of Vettel's front yeah. wing come off. Uh, Kimmy had a puncture from what was suspected to be a camera in the curb, but other than that, it was just kind of it was just staying. Yeah. So, um, so qualifying, pretty pretty good session. Mm. Um, for for Spain, <laughs> we had the classic final chicane congestion, which yeah. resulted in yeah. Mazepin getting a, a, a <laughs> yeah. three place grid drop. Uh, which was a zero from, from 20th to 20th because he's useless. Really, really rubbing um, the salt in the wound there. Yeah, I, I think made... the point they do it is just for the, the super license points. Yeah, they give them. Yeah, the penalty so, points. Yeah. Also made Ricardo um, miss the flag. Um, yeah. During one of the qualifying sessions, I think it was mm. Q3. Yeah. Yeah, it was at the end, isn't it? Yeah. I'm not sure. I was making things. lots of notes at that point. I think anyone improved in the yeah. last. In the, in the final round of the day. No, and Norris didn't because he damaged his car in the first yeah, round. Yeah, it's a strange one. Like, yeah. so. I'm pretty yeah, sure it happened all Ricardo, weekend. Ricardo and Perez only did five laps in Q3. Every other driver done six. So mm. it's weird, Perez, right? yeah. quite some distance off. Um, nearly a second off the pole time. He was uh, um, not feeling great, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, he had a shoulder, shoulder injury. injury. Yeah. Yeah. Even Helmut Marco stood up for him. It's like, oh, it's wow. serious then. <laughs> if Helmut's in a like forgiving mood, Christ, you've got to be like on death's door, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, you and, and it wasn't. Then. Yeah, Helmut forgiving someone that isn't Max. <gasps> we're, we're gonna we're gonna go back to Monaco, and Sergio's gonna have like a full prosthetic arm. And that's <laughs> that's why Helmut's forgiven him is because he yeah. needed his Sergio, arm. Sergio becomes the Winter Soldier. <laughs> <laughs> Does he get the programming that comes with it? Because he might speed up a bit then. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wasting no time, firing no shots. Um, I mean, it's it's getting to the point now that he needs to pick up his pace. Like the commentary teams are saying it. He, Max needed a rear gun. He didn't have. Yeah. It. But then, even put Sergio in P four. It, it, put, it puts them in an, It puts them in an uncomfortable position, though. Yeah. Um, it's more uncomfortable than oh Leclerc's P four. Okay. Pit. Like if it's yeah, but if it's I mean, Perez, he's probably slightly closer to Bottas than mm. Leclerc was. So. Yeah, 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 I can get that, but. Yeah, he would still have had the free stop. So, given and the... He's still yet to have a normal race, is he? Where, you know, he qualifies fourth and he ends up fourth after the, after the first lap. So, I mean, oh, they poor, keep saying... Oh, he's out Did they not have a, a pretty Which normal one? race? He qualified... No, well, I mean, he got hung out to dry on strategy, but... Um, yeah, yeah, call but that he qualified fourth and he finished fourth. True. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was behind Norris for ages, though, wasn't he? So, he was... Yeah, he got yeah. stuck. Of, yeah, they keep saying, oh, his, his pace in clear air is really good, but he's, he's always too late oh, yeah. to party. Like, yeah, that's the problem. They say, oh, yeah, uh, Bottas's pace is really good in clean air yeah. because the Mercedes is designed to lead from the front. Mm. Uh, but as soon as he gets behind someone, he's, you know, five, six, ten slower. And it's like, yeah. well, that's no good. You're a yeah. race driver, not a time trial. So yeah. how much? Out. <laughs> how much of Perez's struggles, though, is Perez? Is it Perez is slow, or is it the Red Bull is only drivable by one driver? I mean, we know for a fact that Perez isn't slow because he's dragged that yeah. dog yeah, of the Force India around. He finished for many fourth years. last year yeah. in the driver's standings. This is what I said off air at the start. He's lower in the championship now in the Red Bull than he was in the racing point. Yeah. I think right. just like up until about now, like the fourth race, it could be said that he's just getting used to the car. But by now, like even Daniel's getting used to the car. So it's like that's yeah, that's the thing. It, um, all of the drivers problem, or is it not the so driver? Much, yeah, not so much getting used to the car, but is the car just designed for yeah. one driver and one driver's yeah, driving? Yeah, that's style? what I said. Like up to now, you could argue that he's just getting used to the car. But yeah. from now on, it, it's really, is it the, actually the car or is it the driver? Uh, are they just not up to max the standard or is because it the car is it, only drivable for one I, driver? I think it harkens back to Drive to Survive where Christian Horner turned around and said, yeah, our goal is to have Max Verstappen be world champion. Not to have yeah. Red Bull be world champions, not to have one of our drivers be world champion, to have Max Verstappen be world champion. All their eggs are in one basket. And you see it time and time again when they just hang the second driver out to dry. Yeah, um, like they wanted to get Max to be the youngest world champion. Well, he's too old for that now. So they're like, yeah, let's just there, have him be world champion. Yeah, you just yeah. want to be world champion. So it's like you have two drivers. Yeah, use them. <laughs> you have two drivers. Just win. <laughs> well, the, winning um, is a start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, Bottas has his critics, but. You know, he's usually there, isn't he? With yeah. Hamilton. I mean, he's, he's like, a proven race winner. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it can't be right that Gasly, a race winner, Albon did well in Toro Rosso, and now Perez, you know, race winner, one of the drivers of the season last year, could be so far off. Yeah. Mm. I, I don't even know if I would put Perez as one of the drivers of last season. I would possibly say he was quite. Po- Possibly the driver of last season. Yeah. I'd probably the put fact that he finished Gasly. Yeah, the fact that he finished fourth, having missed two races, mm. 
Um, I, th- I think it's just incredible. I think he probably was the best driver of last year. Yeah, my, my, my problem is that the fact that all of, all of the drivers on the grid have done so many laps of Spain that they probably know their way around it in their sleep. Yeah. Like Danny, in the interviews before, Danny was like, yeah, it's nice to come to a known quantity of the track. Even though they've reprofiled turn 10, most of it is the same. They've done testing there for years, races there for years. It's something the drivers have droned around for hours on end. And Danny used that to his advantage and really took a step forward this weekend. Yeah. But Perez hadn't. He's he's still pretty much where he was from Portugal, really. And he needs to take that next step to really take the fight to, well, Bottas, really. Mm. But. Um, and I know, I know, obviously, we're calling out Red Bull for... For sort of putting their eggs in one basket and Mercedes, Mercedes used team <laughs> orders this weekend, but Bottas said he was doing his own race. Well, the but I was going to say is Hamilton was only seven points clear of Verstappen. You can gain a seven point. You gain seven points on a driver by finishing one two, so they. Sorry, it was eight points clear because of the fastest lap. Um, so they would have been back to one point. That had championship ramifications. Red Bull leaving Sergio out for 60 laps or whatever it was last week in Portugal on mediums had no championship ramifications. They just left them on the circuit. <laughs> Rolling roadblocks that Yeah, they literally just abandoned work. them. Let's <laughs> see so if you can hold up, Lewis. Oh, uh, never mind, let's fit. Yeah, that was basically it. And um, I mean, and they were never going to hold up Lewis on fresh no, tires. No, <laughs> but I mean, this week was different. Like Charles got the jump on him, um, yeah. and then just parked it in front of Sergio, and that was pretty much it for his race. Yeah. So I don't know. It, I still think Sergio is missing something. I know. I know that the car is aimed specifically at Max, but. At the same time, we know Sergio is no slouch of a driver. He's been in many yeah. teams, many different like car setups, different regs and aero profiles, whatever. He can drive anything. I, he just needs to speed it up because Red Bull yeah. are losing a lot of ground in the Constructors' Championship now. Yeah, it's 30-odd points or something. Yeah. Uh, um, 20, 29. 29, 29. points. So. And if the race finishes... Well, Lewis could, in theory, take an entire race win of a lead in the championship in Monaco. Um, he's currently 14 points ahead. Um, so Monaco can do Monaco things. Someone could crash. Mazepin could take someone. <laughs> Mazepin <them>. will crash. <laughs> yeah, how yeah. many times will Mazepin crash? Residents are reinforcing their buildings. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to predict a red flag in every session. Um, Are we going to do Q2 and Q3? Yes. Are we <laughs> going to get a uh, a Michael Schumacher esque red flag in Rascas? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Are we going to get an actual team Are radio? We... No who else in a Sander one, please. <laughs> <laughs> please. <laughs> please. After Mazepin bins it into that barrier every session, 
Jeff yeah. takes over the radio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mazepin's race engineer just plays that over and over every time he passes Sandavon. <laughs> Um, I mean, after the first lap, he's not close enough to anyone to do any heroics. But yeah, more on that next week. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think Monaco is going to be a big telling thing for the championship because it, Monaco is going to be won, on, won and lost on strategy. And that seems to be where Mercedes have the one up on literally everyone. Yeah, they really do. Is their week. strategy. Um. Well, I mean, it was, you heard it on commentary, uh, even Max's race engineer said it on the radio, it was Hungry 2019 again. Yeah, it was just the pain in Max's race engineer when they saw Lewis come in, and you just heard the, the radio graphic, Verstappen, it's Hungry 2019 all over again, mate. Just, oh, no. <laughs> uh, it was, honestly, it was so painful. I think I put something in the Discord that was just basically like someone having flashbacks to like yeah. wartime. And it's just uh, because those fresh tyres would have had such an advantage on that outlap that even if he'd boxed on the next lap, he would have still come out behind Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah Hamilton, Hamilton was closing by two seconds a lap on some laps. There's nothing, I mean, I don't know what else they could really have done. I mean, there, there was nothing they could do. Yeah. Unless they, yeah. They, they, unless they had they pitted, to be the first one to box. Yeah. Unless they pitted before. But even then, I mean, we saw in Bahrain when Verstappen had a tyre advantage. He still couldn't overtake. Would he have yeah. been able to close down that? Because obviously, you know, Mercedes would have stayed out, wouldn't they? So, would the staff have been able to close that gap in the car that wasn't quite so quick on a and track? He would have had to get overtake. past Bottas. Yeah, and Hamilton will... had much better mediums on, didn't he, than the staff did? I will echo my sentiments from last week, and that is that Mercedes is looking a lot more like a Mercedes again. Um, I don't think there's any other car in the grid that could have stayed within a second of the car in front, lap after lap after lap after lap. Yeah, no, you, you saw um, it with the, the way other the drivers. Did. You saw it with the other drivers; their tires were just dying as soon as yeah. they tried to stay with them. Um, so it was kind of that like drop back, push, desperately try and get past, and then no, okay, let's take a couple backs to heal the tires a bit. Yeah, but that's. Yeah, I mean, that's usually an issue for Mercedes, isn't it? Following other cars, you know, you often see you have to drop back a couple of seconds, but it was literally, it was within DRS or sort of one and a half seconds. It was so long, wasn't it? Yeah, and every lap, basically. Yeah, I think Except moment, from just after the pit stops. Yeah, I think at the moment, well, it was Portugal and Spain were both tracks that favoured Mercedes, and I think Monaco will be as well. But it seems as though the race pace is where Mercedes strengths really are, but the qualifying, like one lap pace, is still very even. I mean, it was like 36,000 again, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really yeah. tight. So, yeah. I don't know. Red Bull Red Bull always go well at Monaco, though. So and I think that's going to be an incredibly closely fought Q3. Yeah. Um, and much like Spain, like much like we thought Spain was going to be, I think turn one is going to be quite critical in, in yeah. that race. Yeah. Um, as much as the pit stops are also important because <laughs> I, I listened to some interviews after the race and Max wasn't actually expected in for that first pit stop which is why yeah, he, he just showed up not there yeah. um, so yeah um, it's, it's, it's going to be another strategy race because it's Monaco um, and we've, we've all made our thoughts on Monaco clear in previous podcasts 
Um, but I mean, it's I don't mind Monaco because there is still at least a strategy element, uh, unlike other circuits on the calendar. <laughs> Paul Ricard. Um, but at the same it's time, it's like you don't like Paul Ricard. I know what 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 could ever that quite, be? I mean, it, you made it quite subtle. I won't lie, but yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I. I'm, I'm hopeful that, because obviously the 2022 car is getting smaller, I'm hopeful that that will encourage slightly more overtaking around Monaco. But, I mean, it's the tiniest sprint circuit going, so it's still going to be difficult either way. But, yeah, it's, it's another strategy race, which is, I don't mind them, but I really just want to see, you know, on-track battles. So, Spa, Spa is, Spa is my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Ma- yeah, Monaco is where Perez has to come into play for Red Bull as well. Really, yeah. yeah. Literally, it's, if he can stay in that pit window, yeah. then it he has, he has to become a rolling roadblock. Yeah, pretty much. I think I think Monaco is one of those tracks that it's a bit more difficult to drop the rest of the grid as well, and mm. gaps usually take a lot longer to form in Monaco. We're gonna have the added problem of Mazepin. Yeah. How many laps well, is it going to be until they lap him? <laughs> because I don't think it's going to be that many because I think he's going to be about three seconds a lap slower than anyone. That's yeah. that's assuming he's still in the yes. race. Yeah. True. I just think he'll be going so slowly that he won't actually do enough damage if he hits the wall. He's so only but basically, he's, what, he's going to use tra- his entire allocation of front wings. wings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what, what I'm trying to get at is blue flags and Mazepin are, how, how do you say it? the. Um, I pretend I do not see. Worst of friends. <laughs> um, and especially around Monaco, traffic is going to be an even bigger problem because yeah. the Williams and the Haas and. To a point, the Alfa Romeo, yeah, are slow, and yes. it's going to be how how quickly they catch him up, and how quickly you can negotiate him, and where you catch him up. Because if you're catching him up start of sector two, you're probably going to have to wait till the tunnel. Yeah, if you catch him into lows, like yeah, I, I, even into anymore. even into Mirabeau, yeah, it's not cold Tam- lows I- anymore. <laughs> What? I, I mean, I still call it Lowe's hairpin. hairpin. Mm. It's always I think it been called, just be called hairpin the hairpin now. So, um, I think they dropped the name of Lowe's, but yeah, it'll, it'll forever be Lowe's hairpin. I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, it's, it's like we still call Imola Imola, even though it's the Enzo Adino Ferrari. Yeah. It's Imola. <laughs> so. I guess then again, change. we don't we don't always call tracks by their name. Um. Well, I mean, we, we've got like, enough circuit to Barcelona, Catalonia at this one, didn't we? Yeah. So, as opposed to just Barcelona Spain. or Spain, yeah. <laughs> I think I think us as Formula One fans are prone to be a little bit lazy and just call a track by where it is. Yes. <laughs> um. Definitely don't do that in the thumbnails because it's shorter and easier to fit in. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like 2021 Spain GP review or. 2021 circuit to Barcelona Catalonia GP review 
or one of those one of those or bits nicely. would you like Formula One Armco Gran Primero de España 2021 exactly. review <laughs> or the, whatever the Emilia Romagna oh, one was. oh yeah <laughs> I, don't, I don't have to do that in about size 4 font yeah. um, Formula One Pirelli oh, I'll get Gran Primero yeah, del Made in Italy e Emilia Romagna yeah, yeah. what Formula Emma. One Pirelli brand <laughs> Premier Del made in Italy uh, Del Emilia Romagna 2021. Which Emma. is why we just call it Emma. 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 Yeah. I did I did put in like the title like brackets Emilia Romagna. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's mainly called Emilia Romagna or Emma. Yeah. It's it's the region or the, the, the old track name. So yeah. But yeah, that's why F1 fans are lazy. <laughs> But oh god, what well, I've got I've got a list of stuff that sort of happened in the race. Uh well, should we start at the beginning? Gasly. What 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 was he doing? Like it's all about getting in uh, like right to the front of your grid box. But he wasn't even in the grid box. He was solidly yeah, past his, his front line. his front wheels were way beyond. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, it really wasn't a great start for Alphatari, was it? Because then, like, eight laps later, Sonoda's engine just decided it wanted to go home. It really wasn't yeah. a great race for Alphatari. They I can't think seem to second get... race in a row, they've just scored one point. They can't seem to get a good weekend together, can they? Well, there was the whole Sonoda situation, wasn't there? In, yeah. I think we kind of skipped out in qualifying, talking about Monaco. But, um, yeah, they, they weren't happy. They weren't too happy with it. Or he wasn't happy with the team, was he? With the car, which was... I think he was when, complaining that they didn't have the same car. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, think that's maybe what he said in the interview. Maybe he needs to tone down his, uh, I don't know, passion. Did you um, just don't yeah. press the radio button? <laughs> yeah. did, did, did any of you see um, Marcus Ericsson's tweet about Sonoda? No, <laughs> no. Oh, hold on. Uh... Um, it's like a race. I think it was last season in Formula 2 where I think the driver just forgot to let go of the radio button. It's constant broadcast. Yeah, you just heard the team shouting over the radio, let go of the radio button. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) You can't hear anything anymore. Uh, Right, what else have we got? Uh, Oh, um, oh, yeah, Ericsson. in the Discord. He said, it was fun the first time or two but now it's getting a bit too much. Instead of swearing, complaining, and acting like a kid that doesn't get his candy, he should focus on getting the most out of himself in the car. He's fast, but seems like he his own worst enemy at the moment. And that was quote-tweeted Autosport Live saying, Sonoda, on learning of his Q1 exit, has said some nasty words over, uh, over the team radio. I hope there's a swear jar at Alpha Tower. will be a nice, nice little earner by the end of the year. Well, I mean, the problem is he's learnt his English from race engineers and mechanics. So his, his sure vocabulary is Are you sure swearing. he hasn't learned his English from Gunter Steiner? This is also a possibility. But he was part of the Red Bull Junior programme. So yeah, from, my, yeah. my suspect is Helmut Marko. He's heard him from the office. And he or just, just you know, Red Bull, slammed or principal's just... door, just muffled swearing. Or just Red Bull second drivers <laughs> talking about their yeah. teams. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, God. I guess the obvious thing to point out is Sonoda has an F1 seat and Ericsson does not. Yeah. Um, but 
I don't think Ericsson ever really did that well, to be honest. No. So he was always sort of languishing at the back. Yeah. I mean, most of that is down to the fact that he was in a car that was languishing at the back. He was with Sauber. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. He was in a Sauber when he binned it at Monza, but that was just like a technical issue. Um, But. And then remember, remember he hit Roman. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. We we can't forget. Was was it Kevin? It was it was Roman. Roman. Which one of the Haas crashes was it? (laughs) (laughs) Which one of the plentitude? Um, But no, it's like if if he'd actually achieved a decent amount in F one, I could understand his comments. But at the same time, he didn't really kick on in F one and make himself a prospect to be signed by a bigger team. So I think he kind of needs to just well keep it to himself to be honest Yuki's doing his own thing he's learning and at least he's being vocal about what he wants to change you know he's he's taken steps we've seen it um he started the year strong um then he sort of tried to overdrive the car a bit in Imola and ended up binning it and now he's kind of I guess underdriving the car so I, I still think I, I, he's got pace in him that is obvious I just think he needs to find the balance to not overcook it because he was quick in Bahrain and until he binned it in Imola, he, he had been going quick there as well at the weekend. So it's, uh, I think, given that he is a complete rookie, um, mm. he will take, you know, a bit longer to settle in. But Especially, He doesn't have as much experience in formula racing as Mick. Or well, yeah, because he he has shot he only ranks. Had, yeah, yeah, he only did like three junior series and then was in Formula One. Yeah, he only Mick spent did, like, a year in Formula Three, a year in Formula Two, and he didn't yeah. Formula One. Whereas yeah, Mick then, like, did two and three and two and two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And Mazepin did however many he did. I know. Too too many. Mm. Well, shouldn't yeah, have been yeah. in the sport. Well, not enough. <laughs> Really, when you think about it, no, it's just um, too many. It's one, <laughs> one is too many. Depends which way you look at it. Yeah. Not been there. <laughs> I, I take the I don't want him here approach. You take the he should still be down there to try and improve approach. <laughs> I'm just I'm going by the fact that there was much more deserving drivers of that seat than him. Oh my lot. Yeah, well, I was going yeah. to say I raised Callum okay. Ilot. Callum Ilot yeah. raises himself. Jack Aiken would yeah. quite comfortably yeah. put his name in that ring. Um, <laughs> Jack Aitken laughs in Mercedes junior driver. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then but I think even... he's a Williams junior driver, yeah, but Williams a... sort of feeds to Mercedes, yeah. so he laughs in Mercedes. Maybe <laughs> Jack even... Aitken gets George's seat? That, well, That's uh, implying George is going anywhere. Mercedes? If he does go to Mercedes, Jack gets George's seat. Possibly. <laughs> When he goes to Mercedes, yes, I believe that is a pretty much done deal at this point. Unless Toto mm. keeps screwing him around and doesn't give him a seat, and he goes looking elsewhere once the regulations have changed and he can see who's come out on top, then I don't I guess, see him not I mean, being. Lewis Mercedes. is talking about extending if, his tron- contract by two years. <laughs> yeah, if Seb doesn't. <laughs> right if Seb doesn't stick around, I could maybe see George taking a pit stop at Aston Martin. Another Mercedes-powered team, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's not going to get a driver at McLaren. 
because no. they they're pretty comfortable with their lineup as is. Yeah. So the only other team that sort of leeches off Mercedes's reserve driver quota as and when they need it is is Aston Martin, and they are further up the field, just than Williams. <laughs> Um, but I still think that's going to depend on how well the regulation changes benefit people because we've seen just this small regulation change and completely screwed Aston Martin over. I think next season will be totally different because every team is starting from scratch. Um, but it's, it's totally new cars rather than this season where it's like, yeah, take last year's cars, but we're going to change the rules. You know what I really want, though? I want next year to have no testing. I want you to turn up in <laughs> F- FP1 in Australia with no data and just go. See, that would be fun, but Until I love... Until they all start clocking out. <laughs> I love testing. <laughs> yeah, but they it's just get 20... so much data. And it's then they have like three weeks. 24 hours of Formula One. Yeah. But... <laughs> there's so no much other, data. There's no other weekend of the season that you can say you get 24 hours of track action. Well, I mean, you used to get more. <laughs> yeah. Last season it was 48 hours, which was even better. I was I was sitting in uni with my lecture notes open on one slide <laughs> and pre-season testing on the other side. I was, um, was I? I was on placement, so I, I I could only listen to the radio. See, <laughs> that's why you record it and watch it when you get home. That's why I needed a skybox, but I didn't have mm, one. Fair. Um, um, I, I was teaching during this year's testing. I was teaching a lesson in army cadet, so I just had the timing just on the screen next to me. I was giving a presentation about. I can't remember what I was teaching. It was like the history of the Army Cadet Force on one slide and then just timings on the other. So, like, real professional. Yeah. Let's hope your superior officers aren't watching this. <laughs> um, shall we go? Shall we go team by team and then move on to Formula 3? Well, there's, there's a couple of things I wanted to bring up first. Oh, okay. One was something I've never seen before. What's which that? was Giovinazzi's flat tyre before it even got on the car. Yeah. yeah. How did that happen? Like, that was a very good spot for the mechanic. Yeah. The mechanic it, just puncture it. I don't know. But the fact that like we, we came to it just, just after the mechanic had like punched the tyre to show that it was flat. And so yeah, all the commentators were like, is it, can you set, is it, what's going on? And then yeah. we see the replay like four laps later and he punches the tyre and it's got no air in it whatsoever. Yeah, and it's yeah. so bizarre. How is that possible? I mean, it's... he got totally screwed by that because he had to get the yeah. used set of mediums, which was kind of f. He I did find it quite off, funny yeah. that one of the commentators was like, "Oh, how did they not notice that when they picked it up? Because it's they're the lifting way. the tire by the rim, not by the tire." <laughs> and the air doesn't make a lot of difference to it. Yeah, most of the it's weight air. Yeah, yeah, most of the I weight think... comes from the rim itself. I think it was either Paul DeResta um, or Crofty turned around and was like, yeah, it's just going to be the same weight. Uh, is it Brundle, so, wasn't it? Oh, was it Brundle? Yeah. Too many yeah, people. it was Brundle and Crofty commentating. Yeah. And then Brundle Jr. was commentating the Formula 3. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Which is brilliant because he uses the same sayings as his dad. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and he sounds exactly like him. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. other thing was obviously we had the slow Red Bull pit stop and then 
Mercedes didn't have any pit stop issues this week. They didn't. They had good, Smooth. good pit stops. I, th- I believe all of them were sub three seconds. Yeah, one was a two point four, I think. Exactly. So that's you know, good. Um, yeah. On lap twenty nine, Alpine radio message saying that Alonso was managing an engine issue. Don't know how badly that affected him, but he bombed out of the points at the end. Mm. Um, there was a black and white flag for Norris. I believe that was the late move on Sainz. Um, but he said in the interview afterwards, he'd you know, never meant anything by it. It was just a bit di- bit delayed. And I think, did Stroll get one as well? Because yeah. Stroll's was yeah, even Gasly. later on Gasly. Yeah. Um, Mazepin was lapped on lap 27 of 66. Mm. Not, not even half race distance when he got lapped. And there we was love a the house. Yeah, and there was a safety car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, not great. So that, that's pretty much my rundown of key things. Like uh, the other thing was like by lap sixty, Charles had a free pit stop over Perez because Perez had made his second pit stop. Yeah. So, in fact, talking of Mercedes' good pit stop, they came fifth and tenth in the fastest. Pit stop award um for Spain. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um with a two point the fifth one was two point two five for Bottas, which was zero point zero nine seconds slower than Stroll's which was the fastest at two point one six. That's absolutely classic. So literally a just tenth one, off. Yeah. Just one like tiny weakness and they fixed it immediately. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there was there was one big oof, and that was when Alonso and Vettel came into the pits at the same time, and Alonso's pit stop was one and a half seconds quicker. Yeah, and you could just see it, and it was just <clears throat> pure pain because Alonso had just easily gained a second and a half over Vettel, and it's just yeah, yeah. It's it's it, um, a race like Spain, pit stops are important. Something else we've never seen before that we did briefly touch on earlier. FIA radio. Um, Michael Massey spoke out saying that it is something they've been working on for quite some time, and this was the first race that was available. So do expect to hear some more. Um, which it was quite a nice football. surprise to hear, Toto. Yeah. So yeah. more team principals shouting at Michael Massey for blue flags and Mazepin, and possibly there might possibly be communication in other the other direction. So take for instance um, Bahrain where Michael Massey would have been on the radio to Horner saying, give that position back, we might be able to hear that. That would be Um, interesting. It was quite disappointing that we did only hear Toto shouting and we didn't hear Michael's reply, even if it was just a copy that. (laughs) Leave Um, me alone, Toto. (laughs) Leave me alone, I know what I'm doing. doing. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, it was quite interesting to see... um, I think I was quite confused when it appeared on my screen. Yeah. Like, so yeah, that, I saw that it. graphic yeah. looks wrong. What's going on? <laughs> FIA <laughs> radio? What's this? The fact that it was like FIA Mercedes, I was like, hang on. Yeah, yeah I saw the slash. Sound, I was right? like, the FIA I is it, Mercedes I... now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like FIA radio at the top, and then below it, it was yeah. at the bottom of the graphic where it normally says the driver's name. It was Mercedes. And even the wee sort of speech bubbles, it was half dark blue yeah. and half. The sort of turquoise, yeah. When I see it, I always notice the colours first and then identify who it is by the colours. I saw a slash in it, I was like, 
that's not right. <laughs> this hasn't <laughs> happened. What? I'm sorry, what? Um, so I think we might be hearing it maybe with track limits and stuff um, in races that, you know, aren't Monaco. I mean, <laughs> they, they had a chance to use it, really, didn't they, with the black and white flags for Norris and Stroll, but we, we didn't hear it again. So yeah. it was kind of... Kind of I, I think it was just a test. Yeah. Um. This weekend. Yeah. That Michael did say that it, it, for the F1 group, it was it was a bit of a test. I'm not gonna lie though. If um, I was gonna test something, I'd test it more than once. Yeah. <laughs> just just make yeah. sure it actually works. Maybe they did try it again. And it just didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Possibly. <laughs> um. Or it does just depend on what the the rules are for for that communication to be broadcast at least. Because obviously we don't hear every single bit of team radio no. that goes on. Um, you can hear more team radio on the F1 app um, than on the broadcast. But yeah, even then, I don't think it's every single bit of team radio. No, you get. I think you get all of it if you've got F1 TV Pro. I, in in I regions where that lot. is allowed. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately for us in the UK, that's not. Because I've, I've been, I've gone back through preview because once it's like the end of the season we can then go back and look at it in the archive yeah um but there's all there it's uncensored radio as well yeah so you know you're like proper it was lando norris swearing at the end of uh spa it was just kind of like okay right we've got oh uncensored team radio yeah just kind of I think it, um, could get that depend- more. Yeah, if you've got F1 TV yeah. Pro and you're watching the broadcast, you can go on board with any yeah. driver, and that does broadcast everything. Um, as for the actual F1 app, I think they capture sound snippets, um, because you can have like four come through at once. It's quite yeah. interesting. It's 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 still selective, but yeah. it's a it's less range. selective than the, the yeah. main broadcast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was a race of new things. New turn 10. We'll, we'll new come strategy. to the new turn 10 when we when we do track changes. I'm just trying to think of like, um, what else happened in the race, yeah, because apart from like the, the scrap for 10th at the end where Bottas yeah. was just trying to drive through traffic. Mm. <laughs> so we've, we've sort of spoken about Mercedes and Red Bull, um. Going in last year's championship order, McLaren. Solid, solid race, yeah. Yeah, Lando First, was yeah. kind of gutted to only finish eighth. Yeah, at the start of the race. Let him down. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was P- struggling P6 to pass and on, P8. I, I on the McLaren app because they have like their little team radio stuff as well. And yeah. he was saying he was struggling to get past Ocon. Um, Lando finishing a lap down, first driver. Well, I guess last driver to be lapped, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, the the leader of the lap yeah. bunch. Um, um, but no, D- D- Danny Rick's done done good. Danny Rick, seventy three seconds down on the leader, ten seconds down on Checo. Um, at the flag. But P six. But P six. Yeah, massive yeah. improvement. Yeah. It was. It was quicker all weekend, really, wasn't he? Yeah, you can yeah, see well, he felt more yeah. comfortable with the car. Yeah. So I I really think that going to a track that he knew helped him in that respect. Yeah. Which is strange. It was the first time McLaren weren't clearly the third best. They were yeah. probably they were slow at the Ferrari, weren't they? Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I what did I hear? I heard it. I can't remember where I heard it, but they were talking about it. I think it might have been in the weekend warm up on why Danny might be struggling with the 
swap from Renault to uh, Mercedes power units because apparently the Renault engine has like a really low rev limit, but the Mercedes revs really high. Mm. So it's the difference in what that means for like the gear ratios or changing gears yeah. or whatever that that has that apparently that could be what he's struggling with. But again, uh, that's all just like weekend normal PSA. So very big pinch of salt. <laughs> but I just find it interesting that the Alpines have one of the highest straight line speeds and a really different engine approach to everyone else. Yeah, I found that really funny. Um, talking about straight line speeds at the early stages of the race, even though Max and Lewis had absolutely bolted from the rest of the pack, they were 19th and 20th in the speed trap. <laughs> it was like, oh, interesting. But the thing is, they, they could carry their speed through the corners because they yeah. weren't following anyone. So it's all well and yeah. good having pace down the, the home straight. But if you can't keep that pace through the corners, then you, you've nowheresville. Yeah, uh, Aston Martin, another guff weekend. T- yeah. To put it plainly, zero points. Still, it's it's all just going wrong. Yeah, um, I mean that's sort of been cap- uh, well highlighted by the fact that they've been dropped down in the F one play section yeah. to join the Haas and the Williams cars and the Alfa Romeos. Uh, yeah, true. And um, Fernando. <laughs> yeah, just, just, just for now. Um, but yeah, it's not going well for them. Um, and I know they're all constantly banging on about, oh, the regulation changes affected us the most. And it's like, well, Shut up, Otmar. Yeah. You're just recovered it. Get on with yeah. it. Like, yeah, but you've, they you've got Lance Stroll now. Just and more. Pay. Exactly. Well, she I mean, has a budget cap, but pay. Oh, Develop metal. something of your own. Yeah. Vettel doesn't have a point yet, does he? And he hasn't nope. even been close, really, has he, in any of the races? But, I mean, he was in that scrap, uh, that massive scrap for 10th, but he finished about thir- he finished 13th, didn't he? Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. yeah, P11 and P13. Yeah, Stroll was unlucky. I mean, that fight was insane at the end. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I Stroll was... somehow managed to go from in the middle of that fight to five seconds down. Mm. Yeah, I think the, the tie delta at the end, because the one... The Alpines one stop, didn't they? And that really did not work because Alonso. Yeah, Alonso had to make a second pack. stop. He went yeah. from tenth to seventeenth. He was like, he was, he was at the front of that five, and then as soon as he got swallowed by that five, they were yeah. like, ah, oh, we might as well pit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I think yeah. Gasly went from the back to the front of it, didn't he? Pretty much yeah. in the last yeah. few laps. Yeah, but Aston Martin. I mean, it doesn't look like improving either. That's the thing. They don't. There's no sign of. I mean, Vettel had one Q3, didn't he? But. Yeah. It's, it's not looking great for them mm. and it's quite funny yeah, yeah. after last year they're all like oh yeah we're, we're gonna be amazing and now they're like mm, please help me. i'm currently regretting my season predictions uh, oh yeah oh well, yeah like, it, <laughs> they're right there i was like i've, I've got everything ah. right here uh but i've had them p3 i think i've got I p4 i've p4 <laughs> McLaren like they, yeah. they are right there and it's my choices of oh <laughs> it make drive to survive funny again though yeah yes well yes. they'll make Otmar's sections of drive to survive funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they'll make Otmar look really scared at um I was gonna say father stroll <laughs> <laughs> oh no sorry I did have them in p4 <laughs> 
I was going to say before. Father Stroll because I forgot his first name. Lawrence. <laughs> Lawrence. <laughs> no, I think uh, I think uh, Alex is on for the win for that prediction. Yeah, that's the P6. one. Yeah. that's the one prediction I'm actually doing well in. Yeah. I think I don't have him seventh, or was it Alpine? No, you got Alpine seventh. Okay, I'm in. Yeah, it's still time. There's still season. time. But <laughs> <laughs> I was ridiculed for putting Vettel like what was it, tenth or eleventh? <laughs> yeah. Oh God, no. Let's just oh, let's let's not deal with that. Oh, we'll deal with that like at the half season point where we deal with you. Yeah. And then, we, then we can all collectively cry at how bad the teams are doing compared to how we put them. Mm. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, oh, uh, who's next? Sorry, Ferrari, isn't it? Yeah, Ferrari. Came fifth last season, so yeah, it's for no, no, for our friends, so it's Alpine, Alpine, Alpine. yes, um, two points, Ocon ninth, yeah, mm. probably should have had more if yeah. Fernando's tires hadn't yeah. just gave up, yeah, I mean, at the, the end of the race, yeah, That's the, um, it's weird because like, like Alonso literally finished 17th behind the TV, but he seemed quite happy after the race. Yeah, you know, it's... he had a good race. He only finished seventeenth because they took that extra yeah, stop yeah. on like lap yeah. sixty or something. Mm. I, mean, I I said this last week. I feel like it's a different Alonso now. You know, he's prepared to accept maybe not being at the front, not yeah. maybe not having the greatest races, but yeah, maybe we're moving towards sort of the Kimmy. I'm here for a hobby. <laughs> sort of, sort of <laughs> then again, Alonso. I think it does come down to the fact that he might have been promised more by that McLaren team. Mm. Whereas Alpine, I think, have just been straight up. You will not be fighting for race wins. You will, you be, will lucky be in if you get a podium. Yeah, you'll <laughs> be in the midfield. Just go with it. Mm. Um, rather than you'll be in the midfield or you'll be up the front. Laughs in seventeenth mm. um, <laughs> for that McLaren. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think it does just vary. Um, next up is indeed Ferrari. Solid weekend, P four, P seven, another double points finish. Yeah, yeah a, a good kept... points finish as well. Eighteen yeah. points for the team. Yeah. Charles kept um, P four for like majority of the race, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was like was pretty good on his part. Yeah, he was holding up Bottas. Yeah, for a he, he was third for a bit. Yeah, and mm. then just Bottas finally got past, and that was it. Yeah, yeah, Charles had a pretty, pretty quiet race. race after that. Yeah, yeah. Um, was... Charles finished twenty-eight seconds down on Bottas and nine seconds ahead of Perez, so he basically just ended up in a world of his own. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a nice place to be in P four. Yeah, when you're yeah. in a car like the Ferrari. I think the most telling thing was in the first stint, Leclerc really gapped Ricardo, who was in fifth. Which, I mean, that if we send, that's going to be the battle for third this season. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. I mean, that was clearly Ferrari's best you know performance of the season. Saints as well. I, I don't think there can be any complaints for Carlos. He was only nine tenths down on Ricardo, so it, yeah, it could yes. have easily been P six. Yeah. Um, mm. I I don't think there really can be any complaints with that. I I, I don't have any. Like he yeah. drove a solid race. Just you know, mm. it's Spain. So yeah, yeah. I think any other track, he probably could have made a couple more positions. Probably would have got Danny, but yeah, because it's yeah. Spain. He yeah. ended up where he was. He was disappointed um, at the end, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, yeah. When you see up, the pace that was in the car, yeah. Uh, next up, Alpha Tauri. Um, yeah, that got off to a rocky start. 
Not a great another race. another dreadful weekend by their standards. A DNF and a P10. So once again, a solitary point. Um. Yeah, but at least for, they for the got team. a point. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can look at it that way as a point is encouraging, but that's not where they want to be. No, but um, it's not when, where they look to be at the start of the season either. But when you have a car that conks out on the eighth lap, I think, yeah, and then you get a five-second stop go penalty, I think you take a point at that yeah. that stage. Well, it was just a normal five-second time penalty rather than a stop go because they, yeah, they yeah. did then service the car. Yeah, but mm. it, it, um, you know this. They've, they're now five points clear of Aston Martin instead of four points clear. So, you know, I, I, yeah. it's all little margins, but at the end of the, end of the day, it, it's all little margins that decide budgets and wind tunnel time and whatever. So yeah. it can make a big difference. So. Is that going to be maybe the fight for fifth then? Uh, Alpine, uh, Alpine and Alpha Tauri, possibly? It's, just, just possibly, it's yeah. AVA, VA, VA. Yeah, yeah, I nearly got confused then. <laughs> I only said... <laughs> but... Um, I'm sure um, it's bad uh, with Alpha v Alpha. Now it's Alpine, yeah. Alpha, Alpha, and Aston. Uh, yeah. In <laughs> um, speaking of Alpha, Alpha Romeo. I mean, half decent weekend. Kimi had an alright weekend. P12. Yeah. P12 and P15. I think. Right. I don't think you can turn your nose up at that if you're Alpha Romeo. I, I think Giovinazzi kind of got shafted early doors because of that pit stop. Yeah. So I think, you know, had he not had that issue, I could have seen him genuinely being 12th and 13th as a team. Yeah. I mean, so, how many times have they been like 11th and 12th now this season? Pretty yeah. much every they're, race. They're, they're yeah. one of them. Yeah, they're at on least the fringes of, of the points. Yeah. 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 And they got, well, the penalty in Imola as well. So, yeah. Kimi yeah. finished 1.159 seconds behind Lance. Um, at the mm-hmm. flag, yeah, because he was in that mad scrap. Yeah, oh, um, it was just crazy. You just suddenly the camera changes and there's just five cars yeah. fighting for it. You're like, whoa! Well, this sex is if you could Bottas. <laughs> oh, yeah, Bottas yeah, is there, was... like blue flag, please, <laughs> please, <laughs> let through. Everyone else is like, no, we want this point. Yeah. <laughs> um. Next up is Haas. P18 and P19, two laps down. Only cars to be two laps down. P18. No. It's Haas. Yeah, it's, it wasn't it was great, but, one. you know, it's it's more miles under the belt for, for Mick. Yeah. So. All these, all these like, predictions we do, we should do, like, what lap will Mazbin be lapped? <laughs> I, I'm 100% down for that. If, I, well, I mean, the thing is, did make note if he doesn't crash out, Yes. Yeah. Let us know in the comments if you want us to do Mazepin lapping predictions. <laughs> Mazepin lap bingo, yeah. Yeah, just yeah. to add to all our other prediction yeah. competitions. <laughs> and finally, Williams P14 and P16. George was in that fight for the points at one point, was he not? Yeah, he, um, he was. He was in eleventh at one stage, yeah, and then just was, suddenly yeah. ding, 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 down to fourteen. Yeah, that's why he was in like seventh as well, he... was he? Like during all the that was before stuff, he pitted, yeah. Yeah, like <laughs> well, yeah. he was on the I same. Mean, um... In theory, he could be sitting in the race lead at one point. It's like ah, yeah. but he still has to pit. So yeah. <laughs> well, he was on the same yeah. one stop as the Alpines, wasn't he? And he was right behind. Yeah. He was quicker than Alonso towards the end, you know. And that was for tenth. So yeah, he just couldn't. Unfortunately, couldn't get it done. And then all the two stoppers came up behind him, didn't they? Yeah, but it was weird because they didn't qualify as well as 
Portimao this weekend, did they? But their race pace no. was a lot better, which is yeah, I think the, weird the well, it's because it's yeah, it's it got windier as well towards the end, which hurt them. But yes, yeah, so they the qualified P nineteen and P fifteen. Mm. Latifi doing his best to oust Mazepin. Yeah, to put things into perspective, um, Sonoda's Q one lap time that saw him eliminated was faster than George Russell's Q two lap time. Damn. Okay. Um. Yes, yeah, Sonoda done a one eighteen five. George done a one nineteen one in Q two. So. Yeah, I think it does just sort of show that conditions maybe weren't the greatest in, in Q2. Well, we said um, that last week with Q3, didn't we? Yeah. So. Every other driver seemed to improve, but George got slower. But yeah, it doesn't matter. It's whatever session you go out on, not whatever lap time you do. Um, But yeah, that's that's Spain for Formula One. Next up, should we should we run Monaco. through? Yeah, um, we've got a week gap, and then we're at Monaco. Yeah, should we run through results and standings? Yep. So the final classification for the Spanish Grand Prix is here. Um, Yuki Sonoda DNF on lap six. It goes down as um, he stopped. So I thought it was eight. <laughs> I think he maybe stopped on six. He sort of stayed parked for a while and then they mm. gave up. Um, Didn't he, but... like, go to get out, get back in, and then actually get out? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. strange. <laughs> um, like, stood up in his car. Yeah, he stood up and back the car down. started rolling, so I think he had oh, to sit back one? down and slam on the brake. <laughs> I didn't yeah. see the car rolling. I just <laughs> saw yeah. the handbrake on. The car generally I... just started rolling. Yeah, I just saw he, like, stood up, sat back down. And then stood back up again. I was like, yeah, I think yeah, he was cool. maybe hoping to use the momentum from the car rolling to maybe jump start the car and it just didn't bump work. start it in reverse. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Um, so in 19th, Mazepin, 18th, Schumacher, 17th, Alonso, 16th, Latifi, 15th, Giovinazzi, 14th, Russell, 13th, Vettel, um, 12th, Raikkonen, 11th, Stroll, then the point scorers, Gasly, Ocon, Morris, Sainz, Ricardo. Perez, Leclerc, Bottas, Verstappen, and Hamilton. Fastest lap went to Max Verstappen with a 118.149 on lap 62. So he gains the bonus point as well. And we didn't mention, well, as I may have said when Ben's Wi-Fi went down a few minutes ago, we didn't mention the 100 pole, did we? (laughs) Oh, yeah. 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 Um, Yeah, Lewis Hamilton, first driver ever to reach 100 pole positions. I'm actually, I'm glad that he's done it, but I wish he didn't do it at this race. I wish he had a one this week and at Monaco and then done 100 poles and 100 wins at the same race. That would have been amazing. A lot of people were hoping he did them both at Canada. Yeah. But obviously we couldn't do that. That Yeah, it would have been Turkey. That's even if it's Which Turkey we now. might not be yeah. going to. Yeah. It'd be France. Oh, no. <laughs> no, please. <laughs> no. He could do it at Silverstone, but I think yeah. he's going to do it before that. Yeah. That I is ridiculous, it... though. Like, that's that's yeah. five years worth of polls, nearly, isn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, he seems, he breaks a record at like every single race now, doesn't he? But just about. Yeah. Well, technically, sets a new record anytime he wins or lands on pole position. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So <laughs> technically, he is setting a record every time, every yeah. race, basically. Yeah. Because he's bound to do one of those things every yeah. race. Basically, well, was, um... every time he drives the car, he sets a record of yeah. some sort. Yeah. Well, it was it was equal most consecutive wins at the same race, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Senna at I, I still I still rate the other one higher because it's it's Senna, Senna at yeah. Monaco. Yeah. <laughs> Who wins Monaco five times on the bus? Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, um I think I saw he also say... holds the joint record, or I think he might have taken the record for most wins at a single circuit. Um, I think he's at the level. Yeah. And like most Hungary polls of all well. places. That most polls, yeah. yes, Australia and Yeah. I think I saw someone say, like, if he keeps winning, like, one every two races for the rest of this season or something, which he obviously has been doing for the last few years, he'll have won, like, 10% of all the races in F1 history, which, oh, wow. if you think about it, that's just... That's yeah, just we've had just over 1,000 races, yeah, um, like because F1 1,000 was round three of the 2019 calendar. China, yeah. Yeah. Um, we had 21 races, so that's 1,018. 17 last year's 1,025. So we're on 1,029 races, and Lewis has won 98. Yeah, I'm in. Move <laughs> over, <laughs> let George in. Yeah. And he's about to sign a two-year deal as well. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly, yeah. And the most dominant Formula One team in yeah. history. Yeah. That, yeah. I was going to say, that could change with the new regulations yeah i'm not even sure it the likelihood even if even if mercedes are knocked off top spot is anyone else going to win seven possibly eight world championship doubles in a row mclaren yeah (laughs) (laughs) i think mclaren actually got overtaken at the weekend for either most laps led no sorry most points scored by a single f1 team by mercedes um, that happened. <laughs> it's now only Ferrari that are ahead. Yeah. Isn't it like the only construct? There's only like three constructors or something that are ahead of Lewis with most poles. Yeah, I think. I, yeah, like Lewis McLaren. on his own. Lewis yeah. on his own would just be a, like the fifth best constructor yeah, it's in like history or something. Ferrari, yeah. McLaren, and someone yeah. else. I think. I know Ferrari, think, McLaren. Is it possibly Mercedes? Maybe yeah. I don't actually know. I, I think it, it is Mercedes. When you add in Rosberg and Bottas, I think yeah. it probably is Mercedes. Yeah, um, maybe Williams as well. Yeah, I, mm. I reckon Williams. Yeah, I'm sure they. I'm, oh, they're I the only I'm... four constructors above Lewis. Yeah, I think I heard it was four or five. So. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> drivers. Would standings? you like to take us through the driver standings? Yes. Yeah. Gonna enjoy this first bit. <coughs> In twentieth and last place, moving down one position from the last race week, is number nine, Nikita Mazepin. Where he should Woo! be. Back where he belongs. <laughs> In nineteenth and up one place, it's Nicholas Latifi. And then eighteenth is Schumacher, staying where he was. Seventeenth is Russell, Night. another non-mover. Can I interrupt briefly where we're only at 17th place? Yeah. So I just did a Google search. Lewis Hamilton has 100 pole positions. Mm-hmm. That would place him sixth 
on the total pole possessions by constructor. Behind Lotus with 107, which he'll likely beat. Yeah. Williams on 128, Mercedes on 129, McLaren on 155, so I expect Mercedes to overtake McLaren soon. Um, and Ferrari on 228. But if we go by percentage, Mercedes are the best qualifiers in F1 history because in 55.8% of their entries, they've taken pole position. Wow. I wouldn't have even thought it'd be more. Ferrari, on the other hand, have done it in 22.5, McLaren 17.5, Williams 17.3, and Lotus 21.8. Oh, actually, yeah, because Mercedes literally didn't have one for three years, did they, when they came back? And they still yeah. got over half. forgot about that, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and has Lewis scored, had a pole position every single season he's raced? Yeah. And a yeah, win. At least Silver... one. I, no, I don't think it's every single season, because I no, don't think they took one in 2013. Or did yeah. they take one yeah, pole did. position? It, it, was, it was like Lewis. one. They had a few yeah. in 2013, I think. Oh, yeah, because yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were in the title battle, actually, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'm sure he's had a pole and a win every year. Yeah, yeah. Like he's had he's a definitely pole. had a win. Yeah, he's had a. I think um, he has a pole every year as well. It was like 2010, 2011. He only had one, and every other year he's had at least two. I think yeah. that's roughly it. Yeah. It's just annoying how good he is. <laughs> yeah, just he but at least he isn't a dick. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Very true. It's like on the. On the intro, you know, the intro before the race, it's like he's like the final boss in a video game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he always gets a very different intro to everyone else. And it really yeah. like yeah, highlights it's like, that final boss status. My favourite one in the comments is like, as world champion, you get the privilege of sitting, sitting down. down. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. 17th is George Russell on a non-mover, Richard. 16th, another non-mover. Uh, Sebastian Vettel, 15th. Giovinazzi, 14th. Raikkonen. Uh, 13th, Yuki Tsunoda on two points. 12th, Fernando Alonso on five points. 11th, Lance Stroll on five points. 10th is Pierre Gasly on eight points. Uh, 9th is Esteban Ocon on 10 points. 8th is Carlos Sainz on 20 points. 7th is Danny Ricardo on 24 points. 6th is Sergio Perez on 32 points. And 5th is Charles Leclerc on 40 points. And all of those are non-movers. Then in fourth and down one into his, well, branding slot, I suppose, is Lando Norris on 41 points. And in third and up one is uh, Bottas on 47 points. And then the top two unchanged, uh, Verstappen on 80 points and Hamilton extending his lead to 14 points as he sits on 94. Is and, it his and... best start to an F1 season mm. yet. And Max's as well. Yeah. And in the constructors' standings, in 10th is Haas F1 team with Neil Poir. In 9th is Williams with zero points. In 8th is Alfa Romeo Racing Orlan with zero points. In 7th is Aston Martin with five points. In 6th is Alfa Tauri with 10 points. 5th is Alpine with 15 points. 4th is Scuderia Ferrari with 60 points. Third is McLaren with 65 points. We're getting quite close in that battle for third now. Uh, second is Red Bull Racing with 112. And still leading continuously since Germany 2018 is Mercedes, AMG Petronas, Formula One team 
with 141 points. Pain. Literally nobody's moved in that list. Everyone is where they were. Also, I'd like to point out, with going down from Alpine to Alfa Romeo, so the four A's, you can learn your five times tables. It Mm. goes up to fives. (laughs) Um. So let's take some brief moments to discuss Formula 3 and Formula Regional European Championship by Alpine, certified by the FIA, to give it its full title. <laughs> um, pretty solid, a pretty solid five races, um, to be honest. Um, four and a half. <laughs> yeah. We spent, yeah, yeah, we spent 15 minutes in Freckle Race 1 behind the safety car. The all new which came car. out. Oh yeah, oh, I must apologise to our listeners for the false information I provided you last week, where I said that if you enjoyed watching a Renault Clio go round a track, you should watch Frecker because they've got an Alpine A110 as the safety car now, and they ditched the Renault Clio. So truly, I'm like, sorry, but I they didn't like reminding know. Us about every third lap had the same engine. <laughs> What was in the actual Frecker? Yeah. They had nothing else to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's there only like it... one commentator as well. So yeah. Like, yeah. I'm when name? I'm watching the race, I am really impressed. He memorizes all 34 cars' names. Yeah. Chris I'm Chris McCarthy. Very impressed by him. Someone lend them Alex Jakes just to have <laughs> someone to talk to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I just found it funny that in both the Frecker races, so they're both, both 30 minutes long, after a minute and 20 seconds of each race, the safety car was deployed. Yeah. Uh, this is, I think okay. maybe you need a slightly smaller field. <laughs> um, I don't know. I quite like the big field. It's going to be interesting in Monaco but, seeing 34 cars line up on the grid. Oh, we, we talked about Mazepin causing chaos. Just frecker. Yeah. There is chaos. And Formula 2. Oh, God, yeah. That should be okay. There's less that, cars right? in Formula yeah. 2. And, yeah. you know, they've, they've done a couple more years in racing. So, hopefully, it'll go a yeah. bit smoother. Mm-hmm. I mean, generally... Breaking oh. news, Formula 4 to race in oh, God. Monaco. <laughs> oh, no, that would just be... That would be insane. That would be but, like Mazpin for every single car. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> generally, the once once the racing got going, it was it was all right. Yeah. Um, there were, there a lot was some, of overtaken. Yeah, there were some good moves around the outside of Turn 10 and then yeah. the inside of Turn 11, 12. So that, that was interesting to see. Um I've I've put down that Saucy is going to win the title. He, yeah. he won he won both races this weekend, and he yeah, both were missed... lights to flag as well. Yeah, he, he, he looks comfortably. The... Has hasn't he been on the podium every single race? Like, but I, I, he didn't win the first one. That could be right. One. Actually, yeah, I honestly yeah, can't tell you for sure, but I think yeah. so. He didn't <laughs> win the first one. I can't remember who won that, but he's been on the podium every single time since. I think. Um. Then, after my comment of some good moves around the outside of Turn 10, I've got Cola Pinto, questionable there, Maldonado-esque Valencia 2012, uh, <laughs> referencing his move around the outside of Turn 1, off the track, inside of Turn 2, punts off competitor. 
kind yeah. of reminded me of Maldonado on Lewis. And we've seen Alvin. that in Formula yeah. 3 yeah. as well, involving David Schumacher. Yeah. Mm. Uh, that was Schumacher on Fittipaldi, causing the second safety car. Yeah, that um, race too was absolute, well, carnage at the end, was it? Yeah. Because there was a, <laughs> yeah. a six-car train for the lead, wasn't there? And then the first two took each other out at Turn 1. Yeah. Then the next two took each other out, and then the last two went side by side on and the last lap. One lost his front wing. Mm. And one got a puncture as well, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the last two went side by side on the last lap, and one of them went off. Which is—is mm. is it Mar? Mar? I don't know how you pronounce it. Is it Martins or is it a French? Martin. Martin. They—they yeah, they were saying Martin. So go go with that. We'll go and with I'm, Alex. I'm Jakes. trusting Alex Jakes. He's yeah. usually quite accurate yeah. with these things. And then Ollie Caldwell just won out absolutely nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think he was fifth or something. Yeah, and then the like top four six laps from the end, yeah. and then they all just started crashing. Yeah, P seven to P one, lovely job. Um, yeah. Also, second race was Juan Manuel Correa's first point since his yeah. return. Absolutely delighted for him. Yes, yeah. like generally couldn't have a nicer guy exactly. to be on the grid. I don't think. And then the only other point I made was that Arthur Leclerc, younger brother of Charles Leclerc went from P28 to P12, but then got hit with a post-race penalty. So I don't actually know if it finished up. I think it um, finished the packet to P24. There, is, yeah. there was someone in Freca, I can't remember their name, but does beat that, went from P34 to P12. Oh, yeah, I know. Um... I can't remember who it was, but yeah. Um... I, on the That's on the topic insane. of on the topic of Frecker, I do want to highlight the absolute shade that the the commentator threw after the F three race two because it was beautiful. Uh, basically, uh, Hadger passed um, Min. He was Min. I can't remember what his actual Mini? full term. Mini, yeah, yeah, um, Mini. around the outside of the, the one, two, three, um, and. The commentator just comes over and says, I hope the F3 drivers were watching because that's how you do it. <laughs> and it's just like, that is top banter because having had yeah. two battles for the lead punt themselves off at turn two. See, I never quite got that reference when I first watched it because I watched the races the other way around. I watched both Freca uh, races and then so watched sad. all three Formula 3 races. But yeah. Um, aye, he just he wasn't holding back. Uh, so. Dennis Hauger got a 10 second time penalty for causing a collision in race two, which meant he finished 78 seconds behind the leader, as opposed to sorry, not behind the leader, behind Arthur Leclerc, who also had a 10 second time penalty. Um for violation of minimum delta under safety car. So speeding Oof. behind the safety car, in Yikes. essence. Um, um, where, do, race, where was I? Where do I pick up from? Race three and Formula 3 was just pretty tame. It wasn't as exciting as the other two, I would say. Yeah, I've, I've just said that you know, uh, Halga got a bad start, but rescued it. Um, yeah. Colombo got a puncture on lap three, and that that was his race done at that point because he was a lap down when he came out. Yeah. Um, Dewan was on an absolute flyer until he got to about P two, and then he just kind of settled in. 
Villa Gomez got a five second penalty for forcing someone off the track. Obviously, he was watching Mazepin last year. Must have been, yeah. And then, yeah, I've just I took notes on the podium of Hauger P1, Do and P2, both pretty comfortable at the front, and then Nanini. Uh, podium in P3, and he's also racing in yeah. F2 this year, so he's, he's doing a double. Yeah, act, doing uh, double duty. Yeah, it's HWA, isn't it? I think. Yeah, HWA. Yeah, yeah. he's he's going to be a busy boy. It'll be interesting to see what championship he finishes higher on. Mm. Well, he's he's scored points in F2, but yeah, now he's got a podium in F3 as well. So yeah, he's, he's doing well. So. so we'll take you through the top ten of the Formula Three standings because it's a thirty car grid. <laughs> Um, so leading the way is Dennis Haugar um, with 34 points. Then it's Ollie Caldwell with 32. Clement Novelak is in third with 28. Uh, Victor Martin is in fourth with 24. Jack Doohan is in fifth with 21. Collet is in sixth with 20. Frederick Vesti is in seventh with 20. Uh, Smolyar is eighth with 17. Matteo Nanini is in ninth with 16. And Edgar is 10th with 11th. I think last year's Formula 3 vice champion or third place driver, Logan Sargent, only has 10 points and is in 11th after the first round. He swapped teams as well, though, because he was yeah. in the yeah. last year. Yeah, I was surprised that he didn't move up, really. But then... Chiruz now, is it? Yeah. With yeah. Enzo Fittipaldi. I mean, there are only so many seats in Formula yeah. 2. Yeah. Because those are, those are two driver teams as opposed to three driver teams that we see in Formula 3 in Freca. Um, but yeah, that's uh, Formula Three in Freca. I'll run you through the uh, the top ten of Freca, seeing as I've got it open. Um, yeah. So in tenth, you've got Isaac Hajar with twelve points. Ninth is Mary Boyer with fifteen points. Both of those are rookies. Uh, in eighth is Zane Maloney on seventeen points. In seventh is William Alatalo with twenty six points. In sixth is Gabriel Mini who's the leading rookie of the championship, also on 26 points. Uh, in fifth is Hadrian David on 27 points. Fourth is Alex Quinn on 30 points. Third is David Vidalis on 31. Second is Paul Aaron on 45. And leading the way is Gregoire Saucy on 60 points. Quite a big gap already. Mm. There. Mm. So let's come to the sort of main, main crossbow this week. Track changes, do they work? I think my answer to that is yes. Mine, mine is a mixed bag, to be honest. Because yeah. the, the turn it it 10, depends on the circuit, but yeah, turn yeah. 10 definitely seems to work in, in Spain. It, it really worked better for the lower formulas, though. Yeah. Like, it worked better for the support races than it did for Formula 1. Um, so I, I feel like maybe... 2022 regs will mean that turn two will be better for Formula One. It, it should 10. be stressed though that the change wasn't done for Formula One. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Um, um, it was done for the bikes. Formula One just happened to be like, okay, we'll drive there too. Yeah. Although they didn't have to because the old turn 10 is still there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think if this year had gone completely badly and nothing happened at turn 10, um, I could see them going, oh, we're going to use the old one again next year yeah but to be honest i don't think it was terrible and i think no. next year's cars are going to suit it better having seen the amount of moves the f3 cars and freca cars were trying around the outside or inside of 10 um 
bodes well for a, a car that has less downforce, which is essentially mm-hmm. what the new regs is trying to aim towards. Mm-hmm. I, think- I think we should revisit this track changes topic once we've been to Australia. Yes. Because yeah. that's going to be the main test for it. I wonder if we'll get a sneak preview of these track changes on the game. Oh, interesting. (laughs) (laughs) You'll release it in uh, 2022. Yeah. Sometime. But yeah, uh, if we do get that sneak preview on the game, it will be interesting to have a drive at them before the drivers drive on them. Yeah. Sort of thing. (laughs) Vietnam. Yeah. It was a bit like last year where the where it was starting to threaten that the game would release before the season started. Yeah, that was <laughs> scary. Um, thankfully, we, we got the season started a week earlier than the game released. Um, but yeah, it was like, are we going to have the game before we have any on-track action? What? Um, but yeah, no, I think track changes can be incredibly positive. There's some circuits that desperately need some track changes. Abu really? Dhabi, for instance. Sochi. Um, Sochi. Sochi. Spain so still needs mm-hmm. changes. Just get rid of the chicane, please. I think there's been... Um, Just get rid of it. There's been talk of that for a while, hasn't there? But they've always been reluctant because there wasn't there a fatal accident in MotoGP a few years ago there. But I think MotoGP still use that corner. Yeah, they do. Yeah, but it's a GP then. Yeah, so... Yeah. I think it's... If, the, the if there F1 was a fatal guys. accident in MotoGP, you could understand MotoGP not using yeah. it, but F1's even safer than MotoGP. Yeah, the, the yeah. F1 commentators were saying that it was like a, a lack of runoff space or something. I mean, there is runoff there. Yeah. It's not insanely long, but you wouldn't be going insanely fast by the time you get to that corner. But we go Probably racing still on street circuits. I know, yeah, exactly. There's yeah. no run Concrete barriers, all. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Baku Castle section. <laughs> yeah, sometimes there's only so much there's you can do. Def- like... Mazepin is definitely going to spin in the castle section. We're definitely going to have a red flag because of <laughs> it. Gonna, and he's going to do that. Um, he's going to do what Ragunathan did, where he goes down the escape road and he tries to do like a reverse. million point yeah. <laughs> Can't out. But, well, no, he could find reverse. He just couldn't spin because he didn't have the idea of just lighting his rear tires up and just going wee. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, but I think in terms of that turn ten at Spain, I think for me it actually worked better for qualifying than anything. I mean, there's yeah. no overtaking there in the race anyway. Even on the old turn ten, was there? But not really. I think it made the last sector flow quite nicely. I mean, that, that yeah. little uphill kink, followed by what was a slow right hander. Was I didn't really like that before, at least not on the game. Anyway, <laughs> I think yeah, I think I'll enjoy driving it on the game because mm. turn eleven was brutal. If you took even just the slightest wrong line, you were spinning. Yeah, exactly. And I think that'll improve that so that you're not just auto spinning any time you drive around that corner. Yeah, but now obviously, in in terms of track changes, there's sometimes there's only so much you can do. Like you mentioned, Abu Dhabi, for instance, they can't really remove that first chicane at the end of the first sector, can they? Because But they can. But then the there's a wall like, there. right there. <laughs> I mean, this is, like, this is Abu Dhabi. Thing. They literally make islands for fun. Yeah, yeah. to be fair, it would, they probably could just pick the grandstand up and move it back, couldn't they? Maybe. But not even... The grandstand isn't in the way because there's already track. 
Like mm. the, there's actually track there that Formula One uses as a runoff chicane yeah. beside the actual chicane. Why not just have it be the track? Yeah, and it'll go come down straight to into the hairpin. Yeah, it'll come down to the um, runoff like uh, distances and quotas mm. and whatever. But... Raises you back. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's always going to be. Well, I mean, at the end of the home straight, there's that absolutely massive region yeah. that they've got. But yeah, yeah but that's that is... it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's going to be one of those ones that's always going to be debate. There's always going to be a track that we're always going to want to change. Yeah, I think that's just down to we always want to see the best racing possible, and because we like racing, so yeah, if we see something that we think can be improved, we're going to want it to be improved. So it's, it's, just, yeah, it's just one of those. I things. mean, not even track layouts, though. Sometimes play about with alternative. Well, sorry, not track changes, but sometimes play about with alternative track layouts. Look at Bahrain. Yeah. The the outer loop was genuinely one of the best races of the season. Um, Silverstone, I think, has a couple of different layouts. Um, yeah, there's like the national circuit. And I don't know if they're all grade and... one though, which is no, the issue. They're not. They're grade two. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there's plenty of tracks that have different layouts. Let's let's play about with it. <laughs> like let's let's have some fun with the circuits. Let's if we're getting utilize the other tracks that have grade yeah. one. <laughs> Yeah, or let's go to different... We've already had that podcast, Richard. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, go and check out episode yeah. three. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like if there are other layouts there, let's use them. If we're getting boring race after boring race, do something different. Please, FIA. Please. Please, we're begging you. Please, <laughs> just don't go to Spain. Yeah. Please. Well, yeah. I wouldn't... After last... Well, after yesterday, I wouldn't mind going back to Spain. Uh, don't get me wrong, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't like the opening two races of the season. But the yeah. opening two granted, races of the Imola season... was very much rain, yeah. But Bahrain was pretty much a banger, yeah. But and it's Bahrain, Bahrain is an amazing circuit. So let's go to more. Let's do it. Do it again. I mean, is, of course, just 23 races in Bahrain. Yeah. <laughs> We've got five layouts. Yeah. But did they not have six? There's the oval as well. Sod it. 12 layouts if you run them backwards. Yeah. <laughs> That's good that enough for me. Rumor. I remember that was a rumour for 2020. It was like, yeah, we're going to run the races backwards. And then the FI were like, um, no. Uh, runoffs and barriers and what? <laughs> no. Yeah. There's some circuits you probably could run backwards. Yeah. Uh, but you Silverstone never... is not one of them. No. <laughs> like, when, that, when that was a rumour, I just couldn't even believe that. It was, no. it was like, it's so obviously not going to happen. It's like going into Radeon, the cars would take off. <laughs> They that would, would literally a, that, fly. That would be like, um, well, you, there, there was that corner in Portugal where it's like you come over the crest and it was like your feet come off the pedal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. like, it would be that, but like ten times more. It would that be that, but the car so would come off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know because you've just come off the Kemmel straight, so you're yeah. pulling maximum yeah, downforce at that point. Uh, full credit to anyone who has the balls to go flat, <laughs> Radiano Rouge backwards. 
Christ, Let's I do not. a game experiment after yeah. we record, Richard. <laughs> oh, I've seen it before. It, it definitely works on the game, but... Co- I think Charles did it, yeah. I think Charles and Lando and Alex and stuff did it during <laughs> lockdown. Yeah, when they did the backwards races, yeah. 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 And everybody was just like, and this is why we're not running Spa backwards. Mm. Because the track just vanishes. <laughs> That'd be so scary. You're just driving along yeah. and there's just nothing there. You just see the grandstand <laughs> of turn one in the distance and you're like, how does how did we get from here to all the way down there? What? Yeah. <laughs> um oh, although there would be some tracks I think I would maybe like to see backwards. Hungary backwards would be quite interesting, I think. Um, where you've got a DRS straight onto a DRS straight, but it's the short onto the long rather than the long onto the short. Um, it might spice up Hungary because the races there are relatively dull. Why, why don't we try Yas Marina backwards just for the bounce? Why don't we just not go to Yas Marina? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'd rather that, but let's be honest, um, they've paid so much money to be the season finale that we're gonna have to go to Yas Marina at some stage. Bahrain backwards would be quite fun as well, yeah. Um, that opening chicane being the last chicane um, suddenly becomes a heavy braking zone instead of a, an acceleration point. Yeah. The problem with doing tracks backwards is it like all corners would become like late apexes, wouldn't they? So you'd never be able to overtake because you yeah. carry so much entry speed, wouldn't you? But yeah, I don't think literally just the hairpins would retain their their overtake ability. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because that's the technical term. Yeah, because any heavy <laughs> braking zones would become accelerations. Um, mm. Accelerations would become braking zones. It just it wouldn't work. Mm. Um, so it's, it's a lovely idea in practice. Yeah. In theory, but, it's, it's rubbish in practice. Yeah, it's a lovely <laughs> idea in theory. In practice, it just would be guff. Yeah. You thought you know, maybe you should design, design Try a doing track. a track backwards. Design a racetrack that's good forwards and backwards. I dare yeah. you, because it just won't work one way. Um, I mean, you could design a, you could have, you could do what Paul Ricard have done and make a car park and have yeah. a forwards and reverse layout of that. That's pretty much easy enough. I think honestly, Paul Ricard's probably the closest we can get to running a race backwards. Yeah, I think it's just just the what is currently the last corner, the lack of runoff there that is the only issue. Yeah, because everywhere else is just acres of runoff. So. All the stripes that give all the viewers sore heads. Yes. Yes. And do nothing to penalise drivers that run wide. Exactly. So, I think that's it for this week. Uh, F1 um, Fantasy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I right. haven't looked at my score, so I was hoping everyone had forgotten about that. <laughs> because I don't know how well I did. <laughs> I'm concerned. Oh, I, I mean, we've Sonoda also got on both... podium predictions to get through. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. I have Sonoda Richard, on both my teams. While I load up um, F1 Fantasy, can you run us through the podium lead? Yeah, so uh, in seventh is Mason, still seventh, on 12 points now. Uh, in sixth, and down two places from last race week, is Chris on 13 points uh, in fifth. And staying the same is Nia on 14 points. Up two places from last week and now on 22 points is Alex. And then in third place is myself on 23 points. In second place is Ben, also on 23 points. And in first place, also on 23 points, 
is Sonya. Oh my god. Top three is only separated by uh, Countback. So that's, oh, yeah, wow. it's, it's getting a bit spicy at the top. Uh, in so... terms of social media, uh, in third place, we have Cozy Neon Knights, who scored four points. In second place, we have Inder, who got 15 points, but predicted theirs second. So in first week, uh, in first week, in first place, and for the second week running, we have Lily again on 15 points. <laughs> so the bot has not let her down. We have F1 Fantasy. And I don't actually think there's been any movement I don't think so. in the leaderboard. I was oh. second last week. Oh, ben. oh, yeah, Ben's winning now. Oh. No, what? <laughs> so, <laughs> hear that pain. Let's, let's go pain. this from eighth to first. In eighth is Richard. Seventh is Nia. Sixth is me. Fifth is Alex. Fourth is Nia again. Um, third is Richard. Second is Richard. And the new leading team is Ben. Yeah, I got shafted by Sonoda. I didn't. Um, I have him on both my absolutely. teams. Absolutely. So. I subbed him out. You have made a wise decision yes. this day. Smug face inserted here. Uh, um, so I actually finished fourth for the race week. It's just my Imola week that's absolutely done me dirty when I finished last. I, I think I might have moved up from fourth to third with my second team. Possibly. My, my second team outscored my first team. Mm. Um, so sad. So yeah, Perez did bets. The Mercedes engine did bets. Russell with ten points, Ocon with nine, Ricardo twenty three, and then Sonoda with minus fourteen. Why you do this to me, Yuki? Why? No. So if Yuki hadn't DNF'd, I would have finished in third <laughs> for the race week. Instead, I finished joint fourth. Yes. Yuki, what are you doing, man? Don't don't retire. <laughs> um, so this week's winning team is Ben with 184 points. Um, let's have a look at that team. It's just Leclerc. It's just Leclerc. Yeah, it's just Leclerc. <laughs> yeah. With the with the turbo driver points, um, and for Stappen as well with 41. Um, what was this week's lowest scoring team? No, it please. was it was Richard. Please no. <laughs> um, it was 129 points. That's a yeah, respectable were, haul. It was all high scoring. It was a pretty good week for for the for the points. Um, would have been even better for everyone with with Sonoda if he didn't spin and just go out the race or yeah. whatever he did I can't remember anymore <laughs> if he had a qualified well and didn't retire yeah. um, so Actually, yeah I've, they're getting I've quite close the, at the top got the optimum turbo driver in that team because yeah, I could have either picked Sainz, Gasly or Norris really and... but all mm. could change because I remind you of Emila where I scored 73 points and the winner scored 211 <laughs> or Bahrain, where Richard scored 67 points and the winner scored 178. I remind so, you of um, Germany 2019, where I scored minus points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, God. I had, wait, um, let me try to remember this. I had Hamilton, so he yeah. finished ninth, didn't he? Hulkenberg, DNF. Gasly, DNF. Um, Bottas, DNF. And 
Russell, possibly. I can't remember. Something like that. No, no, it was Norris DNF as well, actually. So I had four drivers DNF. That's one. That, that, that is a pain. Yeah. <laughs> and then Mercedes as well, I think, as well. That's just a pain. The scores for F1 play. Which I remember to do this week. Are as follows. Nia, three points. Me, three points. Richard, five points. The bot pulling it through. <clears throat> so let's do some, some quick sums. Um, four, nine, 13, 16 for me. So I've got 16 out of 40 overall so far. Um, Richard has five, 13. Eight. Richard has 13 points after a zero in Portugal. Yeah, that's not bad. And Nia has three, seven, ten points. So, and although they don't sound amazing, that's all with points accuracies of over 25%. Just putting that out there. Um, I'll take it. Give them in terms of a league. So, yeah. Given how specific they want you to yeah. be with this thing it's not bad exactly it's very difficult to score well and the majority of players score between three and five yeah the, the mean was five this week so yeah i feel everyone just went hand robot <laughs> yeah because i think i'm gonna start doing that now just every week just like yeah no, i think DNF i, might, and I might go different for mark i think i might Ooh. put might put max on top well, I've already put my predictions in, so I know what I went for. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I think we can just go with like Stay tuned for any variation. Episode. I'll just go with like any variation of that top three and then Mazab and DNF and just mix up the rest of it up as I go along. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that is it for this week's episode of the Turn 5 podcast. Join us next week when we discuss the Monaco E-Prix as a prelude to the Monaco Grand Prix. Um, also, just, just to put it out there, there may be some changes to the, the faces on the on the podcast over the next few weeks um, because I'm part of Euro, um, so I might not be here on a Monday. I don't know yet. I might be working. Um. And Euro is a thing, so we might be watching matches. Um, so the upload day may shift slightly. We're not sure. Um, Euro is a big thing, and and it does sadly clash with F1. Big sad. Um, so yeah, we might have to find a new a new host for a couple of weeks. We'll see. Um, but yeah, thanks for tuning in. As always, like and subscribe and comment and all that lovely stuff on YouTube. Um, follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the places. Um, and we will see you next week. Ta-ta for now. Bye. Bye.